Welcome to Bucks Insider Live, presented by Ticketmaster. Casey Phillips here with senior writer and editor Scott Smith. We were going to come to you at our normal time, and then the dang team had to supplant us with their press conferences. They ended practice early. Yeah, which, which I guess the players were probably they happy were probably about. okay with. Yeah. it. we were probably the only people upset about it. <laughs> but we're here now. We're here now, and uh, this is our first time doing back the normal type of show. We had been doing an all training camp. We even went up to New Jersey for joint practices. Now we are back in sort of the regular season Air form. Conditioning. Air conditioning, big fans of that. So um, now we have some pretty big news to talk about since our last <laughs> show. Very handy for them to yeah. make this announcement just for us, I'm yeah, sure. It was Tuesday morning. Yep, so we now know QB1, Baker Mayfield, if you hadn't heard, I imagine everyone's heard. Tell uh, me the thoughts on well, this announcement. The funny thing about it was how often in a, in a coach's career does he have the opportunity to name a starting quarterback from a QB com competition? It doesn't happen that often, and you would have thought maybe there'd be a little more gravity to it. And I was just like, Baker's the one, Kyle's yeah, the two. So nonchalant. It was about 10, 10 words, period. And but I, I think mean, it was even kind of like a not a direct question even about that. It was like the question of, actually was staged as I know you're not close to naming a starting yeah. quarterback, but what? And, and he's like, Baker's the one. Baker's the one. <laughs> so uh, that reporter I feel like did a good job. Todd probably enjoyed getting to do it that yeah. way. I think that's very much his personality and right. vibe. And I know, and I've I've saw before or heard beforehand and after the announcement that there are plenty of people out there that thought this was a foregone conclusion when we signed Baker Mayfield that this competition wasn't a real competition and I, I gotta tell you that is not the case this was a real competition Kyle Trask did very well uh, coach says he has improved by leaps and bounds which makes you feel good about your depth because you want mm -hmm. that whole room to be strong but he said Baker Mayfield really just had a little bit better grasp on the offense and he also has done well so uh, Baker earned it he he said what you would think he would say in his press conference he's like you know, I'm not, I expected to start, mm -hmm. which is what you want, right? right? So, um, but still, he also understands uh, that these opportunities mean a lot. And yeah. today, when uh, we weren't allowed to do our show on time because the coaches and players were being so rude, <laughs> Dave, Dave Canales said that, um, that Baker, he can tell, he can feel, or I think he said he can sense how seriously Baker is taking this opportunity and how Baker understands the weight of this situation. Mm -hmm. And so uh, this is a big deal for him, obviously, to get his career back on track. Former first overall pick, had a great year in 2020, led the Browns to the playoffs, and he obviously had some injuries after that, obviously wants to get back to that form. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, this is, the, this is actually the second time in a row that the Buccaneers have solved their quarterback situation by signing a veteran free agent, you know, Tom Brady. I was going to say, I think we've heard of the other one. Hopefully yep. this one goes as well as that one. <laughs> yes. That would be pretty amazing if it did, but that's really not all that common actually in Bucks history. This is just the sixth time in the entire Bucks history that the Bucks have signed a veteran starting, a veteran quarterback and named him the week one starter that same year. That's so incredible. It just doesn't happen that often. The first one was actually Brad Johnson in 01. Hmm. And that year went well, and then they won the Super Bowl the next year. And then Jeff Garcia in 07, and that year also went well. And then the others were Byron Leftwich and Josh McCown, and those weren't particularly good seasons. And then Tom Brady. Wow, and that's Baker so interesting. Mayfield. And so what do you think is going to be some of the things we, that, that Baker will bring yeah. to this offense or the ways they want to use him specifically? Yeah, and they talked a lot during this competition about how Baker and Kyle were both doing well, but they were not the exact same sort of quarterbacks. And while Kyle actually moved around pretty well, that's one of the real strong uh, tools in Baker Mayfield's toolbox that he can make throws on the run he can make throws off platform and one thing that he did really really well in that 2020 season that we that we talked about and if you want more details on this there's a really good story on Buccaneers.com uh, from Brianna Dix but, I was really hoping you were going to be like from a Scotsman. Yeah, from <laughs> Mr. Smith. Really brilliant. No, my colleague Brianna, who did all the research and even talked to Thad Lewis, the quarterbacks coach, and got these stats from SIS. And uh, 
this was in 2020. He was the only quarterback in the entire league who threw on bootleg plays through 11 or more uh, passes that went 20 yards in the air downfield. Wow. So this isn't just uh, fake a handoff bootleg this way and throw a little check down to the tight end. This is getting the ball downfield yeah. on bootlegs, which is, I mean, he had the best numbers in the league on that play. And what's surprising about it is most coaches don't take right-handed quarterbacks and bootleg them out to the left. They'll, they'll have him fake the run to the left on the right. zone, get all the defense moving in that direction, and then the back spin around. back around to the right side. But actually, Baker was really, really good. He, he did six times, was five of six, uh, for just uh, really good stats on bootlegs to the left. So yeah. this is the kind of thing we haven't seen this, obviously, in the, in the preseason because they don't want to show anything yet. But I think that's an aspect of the offense that obviously – Tom, Tom Brady was the GOAT, but they weren't running bootlegs with him. Right, yeah. So it's a, it was not bootleg Brady. <laughs> no, so there's going to be, it's going to be interesting, I think. Okay, and then uh, one of his top targets, I think, that mm -hmm. is going to be interesting to watch, Trey Palmer. This guy just, we keep having to talk about him, draft pick, but not a super high draft pick. Right. But he is playing like one. He is playing yeah. like a guy that is going to make a case to be on the field a lot in, in preseason to and, and seems like he'd be a great complement to guys like Mike Evans and Chris Godwin. Yeah, and uh, you're right. He was a six-round draft pick, and the Bucks were surprised he was still on the board because he's really, really fast, and he's got good size, and he had great production last year, and usually those three things together yeah. will get you drafted a little higher. The Bucks like, he's still on the board, so they already had two six-round picks they wanted to use for something else, so they traded a fifth-round pick next year just to get the pick hmm. in order to be able to take Trey Palmer. And he obviously has done great. Two really nice, I mean, acrobatic touchdown catches. And, um, yeah, it, the, the thing about it is there's an opportunity for him there because um, Russell Gage, unfortunately, is out for the season. And I don't know how that's all going to work because I don't know if he's a slot guy or not. And I think they wanted yeah, to use Russell. Yeah, kind of not necessarily a one-for-one one swap. Yeah, he's really, yeah, exactly. But I still think he's done enough to warrant a prominent role when you talk about the fact that you have Mike Evans and Chris Godwin and then behind that, you don't really have a lot of experienced guys. And there's some really talented guys there, but you don't know yet. So I think there's a really good opportunity for Trey uh, to have you know, a prominent role of some kind. It's hard to say what at this point. Um, maybe he, maybe he, Chris Godwin goes in the slot and he plays outside in trips. But um, yeah, as you see here, he's one of only four players that have uh, two touchdown passes. And I, I think I messed up this graphic because that last player there should be for the Browns. But still, I was say, I'm like, dang, Ravens yeah. just. But the other two are Ravens, and they're very young players, and uh, that means three of the four players that have two touchdown catches this preseason will be on the field here mm. on Saturday night. And speaking of Saturday night, first of all, I love that they have now gone to just the one cut down. So all your preseason mm. games, you have the chance to watch anyone and everyone on the team, and I think it elevates the stakes for all of it, knowing that you still have all the different roster positions, you know, potentially up for grabs, not only starting roles, backup roles, all of that. And one that we've talked a lot about this off season and, and preseason is the idea of the slot corner position, what that's going to look like in the nickel. And a guy, Dee Delaney, that has been with the team for a while, hasn't necessarily been one of the more household names, right. but has really kind of made a name for himself this preseason as a guy trying to make a case for that spot or the roster in general and, and different corner areas. Well, not only has Dee Delaney sort of made a name for himself here, but I think I made up a nickname for him. Oh boy. Yeah, um, I, because the, what, his really, what the coaches always talk about and what's really stood out about him and why he's found a home here the last two years after bouncing around a little bit is they love his versatility and he has actually played in the regular season at three different spots, uh, slot corner, uh, outside corner, 
and safety, and he's played a significant number of snaps. Look at this. I mean, uh, in one year he played 190 snaps, 190 snaps at outside corner and a little bit in the slot. Then last year he played a lot in the slot and a decent amount at safety, and so that's three different positions, so I, I called him 3D. I like that. That's pretty good. I, I, we actually had him on our Salty Dogs podcast yesterday, and I threw out that nickname, asked him if he liked it, and he played along. Yeah. Uh, he probably doesn't care, but he played along. So yeah. I'm going to try to make it stick. Yeah. But, yeah, D. Delaney really has, I, I, to me, there's nobody, nobody other than the starters, nobody's really a lock, but I, I would have a hard time seeing him not make this roster just because of how much he brings. And he's also really, really good on special teams, mm -hmm. and he's, he's been playing a lot of gunner, and so that's a very important position. So he just brings so much to the team, and you're right, he's not a household name, and we don't talk about him a lot. That's kind of why I wanted to bring him up. Yeah, that's going to be interesting. Um, all right, and then we'll close with this. Just top things you're kind of excited to watch in the preseason game on Saturday. So uh, earlier today, Cam Gill was talking uh, at the podium, and he pointed out that all of the outside linebackers are going to play. Like Shaq and Joe are going to start. They're all going to play. And we have heard from Coach Bulls on numerous occasions during training camp in the preseason that this is going to be the hardest position for them to cut down just because there's so much talent there from top to bottom, including young guys, two draft picks in, in uh, Jose Ramirez and Yaya Diaby, and also an undrafted rookie that they're liking a lot in Marquise Watts. So there's, like I said, talent from top to bottom. I think there's maybe nine of them, and they probably would keep five, I would think, at the most. And so Cam himself was saying, Cam Gill, who had 1.5 sacks in the first game, he was saying he's really looking forward to just seeing all of those guys play, and so am I. I want to see who really stands out from that group. All right, well, that's going to do it for us on Bucks Insider Live. Thanks, as always, for joining us. Enjoy that final preseason game, and we'll be back here next week to talk about the roster cutdowns. We're going to yeah. know who is on the team yep. by the next time we do the show, so we'll see you then.